Hey everyone, welcome to Strength and Vulnerability. We open up to our vulnerable similarities through conscious conversations with some of the world's most inspiring leaders. My name is Andrew, and my personal brand is Crypto Love Ninja. And as I travel the world, I continue to meet and connect with so many incredible spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, artists, lightworkers, architects of the new earth, wizards, fairies, and you name it. So this podcast is a collection of these amazing individuals and their experiences in life and how they've navigated and expanded themselves into the vision that they hold for humanity. Because I believe by recognizing our similar experiences, we tap into the power of our emotions by feeling our connection to one another. When we show our vulnerabilities, we allow others to see deep within us where they can find evidence that we are all part of the same whole. In this recognition of oneness lies enormous strength. Just for the listeners, this is Cody Faust. His brand is the Ascendant Trader. And uh, this is my good brother that I met in Tulum, Mexico. And we've been collaborating on different crypto coaching things and helping people with, with crypto and life and prosperity and abundance. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have him come on the podcast just to, one, so I could get to know him a little better. I got some pretty cool questions that I've never asked him before. And also to give a perspective of, you know, these amazing people out here in the world that are just doing amazing things and really progressing humanity in the most positive ways. So thanks for coming on, Cody. How's it going? Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love your background. I do. (laughs) It's great. High vibes. Clean, purple, highest vibrational color. (laughs) Yeah. Need to upgrade, I think. (laughs) Yeah, 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 no worries. Cool, man. So yeah, let's jump into it, bro. The first question is, it's really just going to kind of, you know, open it up for you um, and just tell us what, uh, what you're most excited about in life right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, freedom's my passion. Like freedom is, is everything. And I think that actually inherently every human, uh, anything and everything they do is a drive or, you know, in, in, in a way to experience higher levels of freedom. So there's a reason why people get, I think, addicted to drugs sometimes, you know, or just you know, addicted to skydiving, right? Uh, I think that uh, freedom is just inherently what we're all driven to pursue. And so um, when I was able to get myself to a point of freedom of just being like, you know, I, I, like I think the first level of financial freedom, I call it, which is just being able to wake up and do what you want every day. And you're not worried about, you know, I got to be somewhere to pay my bills. You know, it's just like, I can just do whatever I want. When I got to that point, I, my idea of that expanded more from just my own personal freedom to, I want everyone to experience this because I realized that the, the energy, the creative force that I'm able to tap into by being free, um, I just want to do more things for the planet. And so if we can assist others to get to that same point, it's just going to make the world a better place for all of us. So freedom. I, I love freedom. <laughs> excited about freedom. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, man. I've been excited about that my whole life, dude. I've it's it's all I wanted to do as a kid is just to be free. You know, the, the institutions, the schools, like everyone wanted to condition me to be something else. And yeah, you know, I just wanted to be free. And you know, it's 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 unfortunate that uh, you know, both of us are, are from America and we we grew up in this country that we're told is the freest place in the world. Yeah. 
you know, but the first like 18 years of our life, we're just like conditioned to be what they want us to be or what's, you know, just programming, right? It was like the complete opposite of freedom, you know, there's no freedom of choice, there's no freedom of expression. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, it's, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel we're moving into a, a beautiful place and just collectively as, as a whole where, you know, people are starting to open up and the, as the more of us, you know, move into you know, our sovereignty and our freedom and our fullest expression, then we inspire others to do that. And that's true. a beautiful thing to, to witness and to be a part of. So true. Yeah, man. I'm, and I, the thing is I, I do, I'm part of some really cool things and uh, the things that I'm contributing to is just going to, it's, it's always ever expanding, but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not anyone special, you know, it's like, I grew up in a very like, low income to medium income household, depending on the, the part of my life. And so, you know, I, I, like you said, when we do this by example, it's just, we're really showing people like, yo, I'm not anyone cool or special. I'm just a kid from Utah, you know, and um, I just didn't stop. I just didn't give up, you know, I didn't submit. And so other people are going to, as they're waking up, this great awakening that's, that seems to be happening on the earth, you know, it's great for people like us to just be there to support them. Like, yeah, you got this, you know, we're here. We need anything. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and speaking on, speaking on self-expression and, and freedom, I feel like the, the biggest thing that holds us back is ourself and this illusion of judgment um, or self-doubt and I'm interested and curious of how, you know, maybe that's played a role in your life and how you've mm -hmm. been able to overcome that. Yeah. Great question. Um, so I, you know, I teach uh, everything I'm part of is in order to contribute to higher levels of freedom, you know, for anyone and everyone that's ready for that. Um, and so a big, really what it comes down to freedom for me is a lot of it is uh, mental programming. It's, it's freedom in our mind. And so it's great uh, topic that you brought up. One of my biggest passions is, um, you know, some, what I call the subconscious mind it has different names, but um, the things that we've grown up, you know, to, and we've chosen to believe by, we, you know, the experience we've had while we've been growing up, we choose to believe specific things about ourselves and about the world. And, you know, for me growing up in a scarce household, those beliefs before I, you know, did the work to reprogram, those beliefs were based in scarcity. And so I used to think that money was hard to make. And I used to think that, um, you know, I had to struggle to be successful. And um, now I know money just flows to me consistently, you know, uh, money and success is easy, you know, and joy and peace. It's just, it's just part of who I am. It's just everything I experience. And so, um, yeah, yeah. To bring it back, like I, there's so much power if we can go in and, and see those self-limiting beliefs, uh, the self-doubt, and we can shift it to a knowing and knowing that our value is inherent. You know, it's amazing to me. Um, what I love to talk to people about is how, how inherent their value really is. And no matter how much anyone, you know, doubts themselves or puts themselves down, their value never goes away. It's just an idea that it's not there. And so when we go, when we come back to that knowing of our value and we know that we deserve, you know, that we know that we're royalty, we deserve everything that we choose to experience. Um, it's interesting how easily these things manifest. So, you know, uh, like what got me free was trading crypto and trading Forex, a lot of Forex and investing in crypto. 
um, got me to be financially free. But what allowed me to see that success was only 20% what I know, 20% patterns, you know, 20%, which coins should I buy? The other 80%, maybe even more was what do I believe about myself? Do I believe I actually deserve to be free, that I deserve to have tons of financial abundance and abundance of love and joy and all that? And so, yeah, you know, that's, that's why I, I really teach a lot about that. Um, huge. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's a great answer. And just, just to elaborate a little more in, in, in detail of that, um, you're speaking to like the subconscious reprogramming. Exactly. So, um, you know, the subconscious can process 2 million bits of information per second. Uh, the conscious mind can only process 40. So here and now you and I speaking, this is the conscious mind and, you know, going through ideas, um, subconscious mind controls everything else. You don't have to tell your heart to beat. Right. I mean, some yogis are probably at that point, you know, I'm sure there are people on earth that are, but for the most part, people don't tell themselves to eat, to breathe or, or to breathe, to sleep, to sweat. Um, and it's just, it's just a natural thing. And so if we can take that subconscious power, that 2 million bits of information per second processing power, imagine if we can program abundance into that, just as we don't have to tell our heart to beat, we don't have to tell ourselves to earn income, you know, or to uh, experience joy, experience love. It just happens. It's just part of our being. And so, yeah, through lots of different tools, different techniques, uh, such as plant medicines, such as psychedelics, uh, the same thing, such as uh, hypnosis, things like that. Um, yeah. We can reprogram those beliefs. Amazing, bro. Love it. Yeah, man, there's a lot of, a lot of powerful practices in there. And you know, there's also the, I guess it's more of a frame, a lens to look through or framework when you talk about the subconscious is that all of the inspiration and knowledge, the understanding, the, the confidence, the belief is already there. You know, mm. it's our natural state. It's our truest self. And True. it's kind of more of a yoga philosophy, but there's, there's a veil that's, that's kind of put there for us. Uh, and that's our work in this lifetime. You know, our karma is to come through and clear, you know, clear the, clear the veil and clear all of the, the programming that society's put on us and then the traumas and all the other things that we carry with us. Mm. Um, so it's, it's almost a, a sense of tapping back into our truest nature. And then once we're in that state and we're still all the confidence and beingness, you know, just arises naturally. Mm. Yeah. You put it a lot more eloquently, a lot more smooth than I did. I totally agree. It's um, yeah. It's just naturally who we are. Right. You know, we're all divine. Yeah. So beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Divine man. We're, we're divine. Yeah. Sure. So off of, off of that topic, um, what is the most powerful self-love practice that you currently have, or you've had in the past? Yeah. And how has that practice affected your life? Yeah. Great question. Um, there's a lot of things. I think the hmm, anything that where that where I'm going deep, but one thing that I've really seen profound shifts in uh, is is consistent qigong or tai chi practice. Um, and I think I can equate this like to I mean you know yoga way more than I do, and so maybe you, you can you can equate that a bit. But why do I consider that a self love practice? Because um, it's it's like moving meditation and breath work it's like movement breath work meditation all at the same time 
And so it's interesting, uh, you know, the things that just breathwork alone that I'm able to process different emotions, different memories and things and, and release. Um, doing Tai Chi is just like the next level of that. And I'm also at the same time, I'm cultivating energy. And um, I find that the, you know, once is great, but when I'm doing Tai Chi consistently, like a week, two weeks, a month in a, um, straight every single day, I, I just feel so much more in tune. Um, I feel more connected. I feel um, more peace. And so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's super powerful. Tai Chi is amazing. I think everyone should do it. I think that's why, you know, martial arts is so cool because Tai Chi is a form. It's an, it's kind of a martial art. It's not a fighting art, you know, uh, so much. But uh, the cool thing about a lot of um, oriental martial arts is you're getting in tune with that chi or that prana or that energy that's all around us that we can't totally see all the time. Um, and so, yeah, when you get in tune with that, you're getting in tune with the all, with God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, channel, pure channel, creative energy. It's great. Awesome, dude. That's a, that's a great one. Yeah, the, that's, that was the kind of the explanation that I, I've messed around with Tai Chi a little bit. Um, I don't think near as much as you have, but that was the, the instructor that, um, you know, that was talking about it was, that's how he kind of framed it was getting in alignment with the kind of the flow or the energy of the universe. And you're like moving with that. I mean, it feels like that. It's like you're moving. It feels like you're moving with water, you know, and like the element of water. Literally. That's great. Cause literally, as you were saying that it's, yeah, I was thinking that too, of it's just like, you know, the ocean the energy, the world is full of patterns, which is why we can like make a lot of money through trading and we recognize those patterns. But um, the, you know, the waves of the ocean, the current, the tide, uh, the energy in the air, the chi, the prana, it's all, it's the same thing. It's moving around, there's currents. And so, yeah, you put it plainly, you're getting, you're aligning yourself into that and uh, yeah, flowing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, next question. What is the biggest challenge in your closest personal relationship? And mm. how are you facing that? <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's so interesting because we got, uh, okay, so my lovely beloved girlfriend, Mia, um, she's amazing. We actually got into a little bit of, uh, I'll say argument last night, disagreement maybe. And uh, so it's interesting, uh, it's fresh. The biggest thing I think is communication. Um, it's it's proper communicate or the challenge I should say is um, working on or having that proper communication. Um, if if I'm feeling some type of way or she's feeling some type of way, um, you know, instead of expressing, hey, like I should probably have space right now, like I'm not feeling the greatest, or I just I really need to focus on myself. So just just you know, let me let me take my space um we maybe sometimes sometimes we don't communicate that and it causes some tension because maybe if i'm not feeling so good but i'm not voicing like hey i just need space right now and then she comes and like tells me something that i just didn't want to hear and she has no emotion attached to it i might be like yo like why are you telling me that you know get a little a little mad and so proper communication i'm i'm realizing is so key and so my childhood was was pretty rough um, a lot of just chaos. 
And so it's, I'm really grateful though, for these, these experiences with my beloved, because it brings up some of that old programming, you know, of experiences that I had when I was a child, it brings them to surface so I can really see uh, what it is that I get to work on. And so it's amazing too to be able to uh, have the chance to see these emotions come up in myself and, you know, work with them, work on them. I'm not a pro, but be able to witness them and, you know, start to put the energy out a different way instead of a, a destructive way. If that makes sense. So yeah, communication. And that's with any relationship. Proper communication is like, solves all problems, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dude, I was, I was listening to this, uh, to the audio book I'm listening to right now uh, is the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And just last night, the chapter he was, he was talking about was about relationships and how relationships basically give us a container for consciousness to shine into, right? Like you said, all the traumas, all the programming, all the conditioning from our past comes up in our most intimate relationships. And it's that that gives us the place to put our consciousness like, oh shit, look at that. Where did that come from? You know, I didn't know that was still there. Or what are those emotions? Why, why am I feeling bad over this little thing? And something that I've learned from, from other coaches and love coaches, relationship coaches um, is, not only like communicating and taking space, but actually communicating exactly how you're feeling mm-hmm. and maybe why you're feeling that way. Like this made me feel this way, whether it's the, you know, the, the partner or something else, just so they can have that understanding of actually what you're going through. And you can really empathize with the other person. And maybe there's, there might not need to be anything communicated after that, but it's just a simple fact of, you know, hey, I'm feeling this way because of this. And you know, I just want you to know that. Um, mm. and vice versa, you know, it has to be received and you know, that's, there's, there's a lot that goes into the dynamic of, of our relationships of like, you know, seeing and being able to, you know, kind of be a leader for the, for the other partner in different, different areas, oh. you know, whether it's communication or finance or, you know, sex or whatever, it's like all the different areas of our relationship. We have these opportunities to kind of be this, this yoke that goes back and forth, you know, where they lead us a little bit and we lead them and um, it's, you know, it's like a dance, right? So true. <laughs> yin and yang you know it's yeah yeah you're spot on it's it's great and and for me it's um i think anger has been the hardest one the hardest challenge for me to i'm still working on it um because it's sometimes it's hard it's just like i just feel angry i don't know why you know like i feel annoyed i feel mad and um and anger for me, it's, it's harder to communicate. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It's i I'm feeling super blessed and grateful just to have the opportunity for this to be brought to surface so that I can heal it, shift it, you know? So, yeah. yeah, man, I, I've dealt with some similar emotions, not, not so much of anger. Uh, my, mine's been a lot of like self-doubt and mm. uh, just because of my childhood and how I was brought up conditioning that I couldn't be who I was supposed to be. And I, I felt that a lot in my, in my, my previous relationship. Um, and what I've, the, the compassion and the love that I found for myself was realizing that, hey, these things would normally be super subconscious and I would never even realize them. But because I'm becoming more self-aware and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm moving energy and I'm able to be a more clear vessel to actually see the little bitty things that are still left. You know? So it's great that you're able to notice that, that anger, even though it's maybe, you know, tough now like where is this coming from why does it keep coming up like we it, it's it's good that it's coming up you know like you said it's and and it gives us the opportunity to keep working through that until it's you know finally resolved and we're on to like the next thing we got to work through yeah exactly yeah 
so yeah, man, that was that was a that was a great, 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 um, great conversation, great topic on, on that. Um, yeah. Thank you. Any anything else you would like to share in in regards to regards to that? Yeah. No, I think I feel pretty. Yeah, pretty expressed. I thank you for your reflection too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for anything that that brings up emotion in me because it's just any emotion I feel like is a it's data. It's a sign of some kind of attachment, you know, whether it's good emotion or bad emotion. It's uh, yeah, it's cool. So. Awesome. Um, going to the next question. Yeah. What is the biggest failure that you've had in your life, and what did you learn from it? <laughs> so many, dude. Um, but the first one that comes to mind, I, I used to work for this company that did not value me at all. I was just, uh, how much, how much numbers could I put up on the board? I was a sales manager and, um, I would say my biggest failure was not leaving sooner, um, that I stayed in this place that was just taking so much from me. Um, and I, I won't mention the name of the company yet. Maybe when I have more <laughs> no, it's okay. I, um, but I, they were taking so much from me and I, I was allowing it and it affected not only my, you know, mental well-being, but my physical well-being. I, at that time I got, I was so addicted to like, I had to perform, you know, I had to do good. I had to try to impress these people. And so I was addicted to Adderall. I had an Adderall prescription and I was like, living off this Adderall prescription and caffeine and my diet was just horrible and um, I was unhappy. And so, um, yeah, the biggest failure was ignoring my, my higher self, just like calling, like screaming, like just leave, you know, just trust and just leave. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I got to go through that because I can look back and just you know, I learned this huge lesson of like, wow, I'm, I'm never going to put myself through that again. First off, I'm never going to work for someone else ever again. You know, I'll work with people, but, um, you know, I, I, yeah, ignoring my own inner value enough to where it like ruined my health, my wellness, my happiness. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It goes back to that self-worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And, um, yeah, it's so important. And it's all up here. You know, it's just, it's, it's beliefs. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've, I've, I've faced similar situations where, you know, going from working for other people to, um, to being an entrepreneur and starting my own business. And there's times and, and, you know, people like, like Buddha and Christ and these people that have just lived, you know, super inexpensively and just given everything away and just traveled the world. It kind of, kind of, kind of helped me, you know, be okay with that of not, you know, having that guaranteed income. But mm. the the point I'm I'm wanting to make is like I have felt more in alignment and more peace within myself of almost being uncertain of where my my money may be coming from mm. than I am of giving my energy to someone else and going back to you know working with other people uh, or at least working like a nine to five job. I don't mind collaborating with other people and you know being creative in, in certain projects, but we're yeah. um, working like a you know a an American skilled labor corporate job or something like that. Um, even though the the money may, might be better or it might be more guaranteed or it's just kind of more of a certainty, just where I am now, like I would I would honestly rather just you know just be nomadic and and, yeah. and travel and you know pick up you know little creative things here and there. And yeah. Of course, with with crypto, you know, it's like you know, the, the market goes up and down constantly. But you know, if you 
holding holding you know the right amount of assets then there's always you know money that's there and it's always going to be created and just like being patient at times and you know that abundance just keeps flowing trust dude the biggest thing i've got yeah is is trusting which is like literally what you're saying it's just like um i you know i could totally i know with how much i was making and my abilities with within the sales industry as door-to-door sales um i could have made well over like 300k the last couple of years each year but even though i made less and i'm like i'm growing and i'm i'm happy i get to do what i want and i'm not i'm not driven by like you know someone telling me hey you got to be here at this time or hey the end of this month you better have these numbers like it's just it's just me and you know i find that the more i go into um number one always filling my own cup working on myself reading books to better myself um and number two you know spreading and sharing that knowledge with others so that they can also expand um anytime i'm doing that and i'm just trusting i i just i'm always, I always have money you know i'm always good and uh and yeah it's 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 huge it's a it's a difficult thing to do though when you're in a job and it's like you've been trained like to rely on that paycheck every week or you know every two weeks um it can be tough you know that nine to five could be that paycheck could be like a drug you know an addiction yeah. um <laughs> But uh, yeah, once you go away and you trust, like, I'll never go back. Yeah. No, I don't care if someone came to me and said, hey, I'll offer you a million dollars. You just got to work for me. I just, sorry, dude. <laughs> I can't, can't do it. Yeah. And that makes me, that makes me think of um, my experience of living in Mexico and how much, you know, when you live in, in countries like America or, you know, Europe or wherever that are, you know, more developed countries, the, the thing, all the things you see around you, just take the grocery store, for example, right? Like I go to, when I go to the grocery store in Mexico, it's easy, bro. I know exactly what I'm getting. I'm getting some fruit. I'm getting some vegetables. I get some bread, some chips, and it's, it's simple. Then I come to the grocery store here in America and I'm like, oh shit, there's all these things that I didn't know I actually wanted as you're walking down all these aisles, you know, and all these frozen foods and, all, and it's like, there's so much stuff. You're like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. But it's like the same thing with the media, the, you know, the, the, um, the nightlife or, you know, all, mm. all the different things, right? So it, it kind of drives you to think you need more and be more of a consumer than a, than a creator. And then that gets you more attached to the job. You're taking on bills and. Yeah, dude. It's so the gas stations in the U.S., uh, corner stores, 7-Elevens, it's like most of the time I, you look at those and they're called convenience, convenience stores, pit stops. And it's like, what's a pit stop for, especially when you're going on a road trip? It's to stop, you know, get gas. Okay. Go pee, maybe, you know, like just that. But it's, it's interesting. You look at these gas stations and the best looking cleanest area is always the sales floor. It's all these colorful candies and colorful sodas and all that. And then you go to the bathroom, which is the only reason you stopped at that freaking place. And it's the grossest thing in the world. And so it, it's America, the United States. That's just what it is. And, and it's not just the U S but a lot of the world has just put so much value um, or convinced people to think that their value is only in their money and only what they purchase. And they take away from actually caring and loving the individual human being, which it's amazing because we're totally shifting out of that. Um, so I'm grateful to be part of that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a big difference. Like you said, yeah, here in Mexico, like we mostly just shop at the local produce stand, you know, and it's just, they got all the produce and that's it. There's no shiny freaking Oreos you know, winking at me or anything. It's like, it's just, uh, just some bananas and tomatoes, you know? And so, um, 
Yeah, I, I love that. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning. It's like the U.S. so much just try, uh, tries to program their citizens to believe, you know, it's the freest country in the world. And I've, I've lived in Mexico now over a year, and this is 10, 20 times more free than I felt in the U.S. ever, you know? Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Um, what is, what type of future are you visualizing for humanity? Yeah. And how can, how can our listeners contribute to positively impacting that? Mm. Okay. Let me, let me, uh, summarize my answer. Um, this, for those that are into astrology and all that, um, it's my, it's my understanding. I'm going to say understanding because I'm still learning. Um, that we're making this shift into this new age. So we were in the age of Pisces, age of Aquarius. And the reason why the age is shifting, it's because if you look at a specific direction, I believe it's east, it's where the, it's the, um, the constellation that you see, you know, the zodiac that's in the, in the sky at that point. And so this, some people think it's 25,000 years. It's actually a 2,500 year cycle to my understanding. And in the previous age, age of Pisces, uh, which was symbolized by fish. And one of Jesus's biggest symbols is the, you know, is the fish. And Jesus was, uh, that age is the age of man experiencing God uh, through uh, God as man. So that was Jesus coming to the earth and, you know, and also, you know, Buddha and, and others. Um, and this new age of Aquarius is uh, where man experiences God as man as God instead of God as man. And so this is where I believe to, so to summarize what I'm envisioning, what I'm seeing happening is there's this great awakening, this awakening happening. People are remembering or, or coming back into alignment with their divinity. And so if you think about what is a God, what can a God do? And it's like purely, it's limitless. God's uh, God can do whatever you want to fly. You want to, you know, teleport, whatever you can do that. So do I believe there's a possibility we can do these things? Uh, yeah, but I also feel like we've fallen a lot as a, you know, as a human race. So here comes the metaverse um, where you can literally be a God inside of the metaverse. You can do whatever you want, literally, and you can be who you want, have what you want. And so it's interesting that the age of Aquarius talks about that, you know, basically each individual being able to experience life as a, as a God. And then we got this metaverse that's literally you're going to be able to be a God inside of it. Um, and so I'm envisioning, um, I think it's going to progress as technology progresses. I think us as a human race, we're going to have to grow to expand and match uh, AI and how, AI, how smart AI is going to be. And so, um, yeah, what I'm seeing is a world full of uh, really, really powerful self-realized people. Um, I think that there's also going to be a falling away. There's going to be people who be people who are stuck in the old ways and, you know, they'll come back to the next life and, uh, in their next life and, and experience this. But, um, yeah, I just see so much expansion, so much freedom, uh, so much love and people really doing things based out of what they feel, what they, what they enjoy, what's in alignment with their highest selves and with their soul, um, which is part of what the token of me project is really assisting to, you know, guide people to. So, um, so yeah, I envision a really abundant future and it could be, you know, in the next 20 years, it could be past my lifetime, you know, but over the next couple hundred years, it's going to be amazing. So 
sounds like it. Oh, yeah, hope, hopefully so, man. That, that that sounds like a great future, and look forward to being a part of that. Um, you brought up the token of me project. Can you just touch on that just a little bit for the listeners who may not be familiar? Everything I do is about freedom, you know. So token of me. Um, shout out to Susan Brown. Uh, she holds the patent. She came up with this amazing idea. Uh, it's a sensor that can detect your flow. I had it here, but we have to get Bluetooth added to it. So um, anyway, the, we have pilot versions. It's like a, it's like a wristband put on your wrist it, through like 30 plus different things, uh, but including heart rate variability. So the space between your heartbeats, how powerful your heartbeat is, uh, the light given off your skin, the electricity given off your skin. Um, when you feel goosebumps, you're giving a ton of light and electricity off of your skin. And this can read that. So anyone who's an artist, uh, anyone, I mean, anything, everything is art, man. I trade and I get into the flow. You know, I go surfing, I get into the flow. You do yoga, you get into flow, right? So this conversation when, gets me into the flow. Right, dude, I'm flowing right now, you know? And so when, when we're in this flow state, it can detect it and it can tell us, and it also can tell us when we're not in a flow state. So what's amazing is just, that's just use case number one, but this can tell you when you're doing something that you love and tell you, Hey, do more of this. And oppositely like, Hey, you probably shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Maybe you're hanging out with someone that's bringing you down, you know, time to time to go do something different. So that alone is amazing. Um, but to add to it, um, it might take a little bit to develop the blockchain, but we're going to have it where the flow sensor, when it detects you're in flow state, it mints or it mines or it prints a currency, a coin, a token. So, or an NFT, if you choose, you can have it create this fractal NFT based off of your flow state. So in a way you're going to get paid to get into flow, to do what you love. So it reprograms people. It's a Trojan horse because it's, uh, you know, or say, hey, detect the flow, you know, and and uh, do what you love and, and get paid for it. But this is going to train people to just do what they love. And they're going to get the value from it instead of doing something that they maybe don't like, like working a nine to five where they only get so much value and they're searching for that value from outside. But this says, hey, actually, the value is within. Do what you love. Get paid. <laughs> so, yeah. That's incredible. Dude, that's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah super 5D. Yeah, exactly, bro. So stuff like that, it's like, imagine, you know, this is here now and it's, you know, 2022. Imagine what we come up with 50 years from now, 100 years from now to expand on people's freedom. So it's just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like compound interest, like this, um, you know, this, uh, this expansion that just keeps, uh, oh, yeah, keeps catapulting us forward, you know. Yeah, momentum is great. So just just to wrap up here, uh, a couple questions, man. The conversation has been been epic. Um, what are and, and for the I do want to touch on the metaverse. So there may be really quickly there may be some people that are not familiar at all with what the metaverse is. And I think the easiest way that you can get that understanding is just to go watch the movie Ready Player One. I think that's yeah. totally where we're heading into. Uh, we see you know you, even in the movie you see multiple metaverses that you can move in and out of. And I, I totally think that's you know, kind of where we're headed. If does yeah. that, have you seen that movie and would that kind of sum up things for, for you as well? Great movie. Yeah, I think so. You know, we have all these, you can see all these different projects that are developing their own metaverse. And I totally agree. It's going to be um, not too far in the future where they're all going to be connected. And so Ready Player One is a great, a great uh, movie to kind of show what's coming. Um, there are little things like in there, they have the bodysuit and stuff like that's, that's here. 
I think within 10 years, maybe 15 years, it'll really be that thing where you can, you know, you could spend a whole day in the metaverse and forget about your real life. Um, and so the gaming aspect, like, yeah, that's, it's really cool. And I think coming back, that's why flow sensors are great because you can wear these flow sensors and you, while you're in the metaverse, you can flow, you know, fly your spaceship and star Atlas through space and you know, you're earning tokens. Cause you're just like flow, like, yeah, dude, I'm stars flying by me, you know, having fun. And, um, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be in a, in a way too. what I love about the metaverse. I talked about how you can basically be a God inside the metaverse. Um, I think, you know, with the subconscious programming, it's going to assist to reprogram people to their um, inherent powerful being, you know, because it's, they're going to be able to expand their mind and their themselves in the metaverse, and they're going to come back in their body and their brain went through the experience thinking it was, oh, this is real, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah it will definitely be interesting. Um, for sure. Yeah, so, so a couple wrap up questions. Um, mm -hmm. What is what is something that you would like to explain or like to tell the listeners? Maybe a question that uh, you wish I would have asked, and you know, what answer would you give them? Mm, yeah, um, I think a good question for people to ask is, you know, for me, um, when I was wanting higher levels of freedom, I didn't stop to like sit and think, how could I become free? You know, when I was feeling really stuck, and so that's one big thing is how how could what could I do now for anyone watching? That's like, okay, I want to experience just higher levels of joy, peace, money, um, higher levels of freedom, do what I want. How do I do that? What do I do? Where do I start? It can be overwhelming. Um, and the first thing I would say is to start by finding something you love and just going in and just learning as much as possible about that. Um, and then the, the next thing I would say is really work on, you know, focus on yourself, like stop calibrating to others, stop doing stuff because your mom thinks it's a good idea. Don't go to school or this job because your grandma said you have to and she paid your college tuition. Uh, no, do what you want to do. And then um, take the time to be with yourself, you know, whether it's uh, all Sunday, you meditate, like don't know video games, like no Instagram, because if you can take that time to be with yourself, you want to experience higher levels of freedom. Um, you have to be with yourself, be with your thoughts, look at your thinking. Do you think in the way of someone who is a free being, or do you think in a way of someone who is trapped, you know? And so, yeah, work on yourself and do what you love. Yeah. And you mentioned books. You're probably already going to ask that. So I just good. Um, I don't have this book on me. Uh, there's a book called cosmic currency that I, I highly recommend everyone read cosmic currency. And uh, it's a short book by Dario Salasummer, and it talks about um, just the energy of money. And, and, and it really, there's practices in there that we can do uh, that I did that really assisted me to expand my mind a bit um, and take me to that next level. So that's number one. And then the other book, too, is um, The Yusa Guide to Balance. The Yusa Guide to Balance. Um, and this, this book talks about all the things that, um, you know, how we can balance our mind, body, and spirit. So, you know, your mind, the different frequencies that we can actually have, um, what's the word deficiencies in frequencies, uh, like alpha, beta, gamma. And so how we can add those frequencies and, and the deficiencies can lead to depression, anxiety, and stuff like that. So it talks about that. It talks about, uh, diet. It talks about, 
uh, different techniques to add to your spiritual growth. So um, yeah, it's kind of connected, you know, uh, reading those books helped me to become more free too. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those, man. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll put the, we'll put the, the links to the book or the, just type out the book um, in some notes and the, the description or the, the comments, uh, however, where this is on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on, we'll have, we'll have the uh, details in the, in the description. Right. Um, cool, man. So yeah, man, I think that was a great answer. I think that was an amazing wrap up. Um, and just tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to connect with you more. Yeah. Uh, the Ascended Trader uh, on Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram right now. Um, the Ascended Trader on Twitter as well. I have the same logo. It's really colorful of a dude meditating. It shows the chakras. So yeah, and you'll see my face, my bald head, you know? So uh, yeah. Check Word, it out. Man. Yeah, man. I, I, I believe that, uh, yeah, there any listeners have gotten some value from this. I know I've learned some things and I'm super grateful for your time and come on here and share your knowledge, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Great convo. Always a good convo with you. So appreciate you. Epic, man. Well, now we have one recorded, so. I know. Let's go. (laughs) It's tight. Yeah, man. Until, until, until the next time, I look forward to doing this video again. Um, it will be cool to, to, you know, as we both have our own journeys together and individually, you know, we can come back together and, uh, yeah, continue these conversations. Yeah, see what we're talking about in, in a year from now or just a few months even. So, yeah. Right. Right. Dang it. Word, bro. Well, thank you so much. And thank, uh, you, thank you guys for listening. And much peace and love. 